Welcome back to this week's episode of Dissecting Success. We are so thrilled to welcome Ashley Hazard today and chatting with her. She's a Canadian entrepreneur, teacher, publisher, photographer, model, motivational speaker, philanthropist, and overall life enthusiast. Pretty awesome lady. She's an educational specialist as well with a background in human ecology and leadership development. And she's a strong believer in the power of positive psychology and utilizes it to empower individuals and communities around her. And I actually met Ashley because she's one of our co-authors of a new best-selling book, Pursuit 365, sharing our stories of success on our path to success, fulfillment, and happiness. And we're just so happy to have Ashley with us today. So without further ado, let's get going. Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors, we get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. And we are here with the amazing Ashley Hazard. Trying to say that right with my funny English accent. And Ashley, we are so pumped to have you. Also, but not just, like I obviously found you because the three of us are all together co-authored a book with 362 other women because there are 365 of us. You know how the math, like that just really stressed me out. I was like, how many is it? How many is it? <laughs> But that's how I sort of found you. And I was just so fascinated. And I said to Blair, Blair, we've got to have Ashley on because she looks like a really cool human being that would have a thing or two to say about success. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly such an honor. I love it. So fun. So Ashley, we always dive in and I know you listen to our podcast. So I'm going to go straight in. What does success mean to you? Oh, success to me means living a life that you're proud of. It's finding yourself in a place where your actual self, so who you really are and your ideal self, who you'd like to be aligned and where you can wake up every day with a sense of purpose. It's deeply personal and continuously changing and contrary to popular belief, definitely not a one size fits all. Um, but I think for me, it's kind of always been a collection of well curated failures. I'm a big believer in the importance of stepping outside of your comfort zone and the power of resilience. 
And I think the times in my life that I felt the most successful have always been the times that I've been able to do just that. I love that. Okay, Ashley, I just need to, I just need to touch on something. Well-curated failures. Now, do you think the failures are curated or the experiences that lead to the failures are curated and who curates those? That is so fascinating to me. Yeah. I love who that. is the master curator? I who honestly the pop- don't know. Puppeteer of failure. <laughs> right. There's definitely someone out there. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know. I think to me, well-curated failures is it's the curation comes in how you interpret it basically, right? I think it's less of like, who's curating the failures to exist in their own right. Cause they're naturally going to happen. We are human, we make mistakes by definition. Things don't always go according to plan, but I think how you frame it at the end and that's kind of like where the resilience piece comes in is the total game changer. So I am someone who was born with absolutely no natural talents. I have nothing. No God-given gifts. I really don't. But resilience is my superpower. And so I've been able to take all the failures and lame attempts at trying to do what I've seen other people do and kind of flip it with a positive twist and find the strengths in that, which I didn't. I love that so much. And, you know, I sense this just like you have this beautiful energy around you. And it's the same energy that I sort of felt when I went onto your Insta the first time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, she has a cool vibe and she does all these these cool things and I was just saying to Blair like here's this woman that posts like images like beautiful images of herself that I'm like dang you're hot and then onion rings and I'm like I love her I love her I love onion rings just like so good authentic though I'm like there is a point to this because it shows us the facets of life Right. So you say, you know, when you talk about well curated, right, Mm -hmm. or well curated faders, I'm like, this is it. This is life all the way from the onion ring to the most beautiful thing that you'll ever (laughs) see. Like, how cool is that? I mean, come on. Like, we're talking about success here, right? Right. No, I think that's totally it. And I love it that you like pointed out the holistic perspective of it. Because I think so often in society, like, we're worried about hitting glass ceilings. And while yes, they absolutely exist and appear and we've definitely got to smash through them. There's also these glass walls that I think for a really long time, people have boxed themselves into thinking like, if I'm this, I have to only present myself as this, but we're all these like really multidimensional beings. And so we should be not allowed, not just allowed to, but thrilled to showcase all the different dimensions of who we are. And to me, I mean, social media is more like a, it's like a memory box. I have the world's worst memory. So I use it almost like a scrapbook. And it's all the fun adventures of my own life. And I, I think that's how people should do it. If, if something's a part of your life, post it. And for me, that's onion rings. I love it. And it seems like you have like many careers. Like you just talked about all these dimensions to you, you know, philanthropy, teaching, model. Let's talk about that. And how do they all support one another? How do they all feed into making you who you are and you successful? Yeah, um, so I, I do do quite a few things. By trade, I'm a teacher. I, uh, I have my master's in child study and education and specialize in teaching both inner city as well as um, super privileged youth. So I have kind of got this, this cool dichotomy going in that sense. But as I was going to teacher's college and moving through life, life kind of just happened. And I ended up kind of becoming, what's that movie? Yes, man, where they just start saying yes to everything. Like I was just really excited about opportunities. Um, and, and really, really optimistic about what could happen. And so I just started saying yes to a whole bunch of things. And it led me down a weird road of being a motivational speaker for a while and being a leadership facilitator and working in India, China, Nicaragua, and Kenya. I led 
trips or I led kids on grad trips, trying to make sure that they didn't die. I became a photographer. I run a business with my husband now. It was just like a series of opportunities that presented themselves. And I think the reason why they truthfully all came about was because at the core of it, what drives me is being able to help others. And when you get down to the root of why I started each opportunity or venture or whatever it was, it was, I was trying to help someone around me that I loved. They had, they said, Hey, I need a hand in this. Hey, I'm, I need the fill in for this. Hey, I need this. Oh, this person stood me up. Can you do this? And I was like, yeah, okay. And that, that was kind of what got the ball rolling in all the different fields. You said you weren't born with any given talents. I would like to say that's false. Like that's totally a lie. You're a liar. I can't, I caught you there, (laughs) Ashley Hazard. You're a liar, but also you were, you just mentioned it a bit earlier. Resilience. You were born to be resilient. You are born with resilience. I get it. I'm a resilient as fuck human. You're resilient as fuck human. We're humans. (laughs) We are born to be resilient. We have these muscles woven through our entire being that we can strengthen. And I think the reason that you, you know, want to be of service to others is because you are born with the ability, the superpower to be resilient and a model and a teacher. And so I think you got to give yourself some more credit, girl, because that is freaking awesome. And I love it. I love that you, you someone needed help. You took it on. And now you're not even just a Jill of all trades. You're an Ashley of all trades and a master of the ones you pay attention to. I tried to make a rhyme there and it didn't come out, but no, I like it. It's like a haiku. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My spare time, I write poetry, (laughs) but I do. I actually do. I think, um, I think that's so interesting. So right now what's really fueling your fire? Like what's flaming that passion? In terms of why I'm continuing to do or what I'm focusing on these. Just like right now, what are you just the most passionate about? If I said, here's a mic, you got 60 seconds to just sell me on something that you're super passionate about because you are a teacher, philanthropist, you, you know, took kids on school trips. So you're a photographer, like that's, um, that's a lot of hats. So like right now, like, and this doesn't mean anything you're doing is not valid, right? Like sometimes I'm like really pumped about my social media marketing. Sometimes all I want to talk about, which is almost all the time, is dissecting success and momentum, Teresa and I's program that we're launching. (laughs) Sometimes all I want to talk about is the I Am Resilient project. Sometimes, which is also often, I just want to talk about my cats. (laughs) So right now, what's pulsing through your veins? I think daily what I'm constantly, so as of late, I've been focusing a lot of I'm teaching online. So I'm teaching a group of 32 kids um, in grade eight right now online for the Toronto District School Board. So between doing that, as well as focusing most of my time on the company that I started with my husband called Drawbox, we're a design and fabrication company um, that works with brands to create kind of like innovative marketing assets that they kind of couldn't otherwise get. We're like the prototype kings and queens, basically. Um, But above all else, what I'm kind of noticing is the thread between all that what drives me most is finding a way to create a legacy that I'm really proud of. Um, I was very much, I was raised by like a history professor and my bedtime stories were really epic tales of like what all my ancestors had done and relatives and what he had been through and all these different things. And I think working with both really young people as well as a lot of the marketing world where you're really able to truthfully curate the stories and brand things in a certain way, I'm, I'm becoming acutely aware of the story that I'm telling and the story that I'm writing daily. And I really want to, what I'm really excited about is figuring out how to write a story that I'm proud of, how to write a story that future generations will be proud of. Um, Because in the grand scheme of things, we're all kind of a cog in the wheel and and a a part of a, a bigger picture. So just trying to figure out how to live a life of meaning. 
Is that really big? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, but all I could see was like this book, The Epic Tale of Ashley Hazard. Oh my gosh, no. Like, no, I like, honestly, you have like, you know, you've said so many like things and and I would agree with Blair, like the fact that you said you don't have talents, like no go, like stop that. It's not going in this story. Like this, this one is going into the bin. And the reason I'm telling you this, because I think so many people around the globe have multiple talents. But when we think of talents, we think of, you know, painting a beautiful picture or like, I, I don't even know, right? Like, or playing a musical instrument. Or writing haikus at night. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, we we sort of have this idea in, in our head, right? But you have a lot of talent and you're living them out by saying yes to things that you feel called to. So rather than boxing yourself in because you were talking about the class ceiling and the class walls, right? rather than fitting in a box and doing what society tells us, which is we have one profession, one thing we do for the rest of our life, you're actually allowing yourself to live this multifaceted life where you can be a, uh, you know, you can be a philanthropist, you can be a teacher, you can take kids traveling to like exotic destinations or <laughs> off the grid, I should say, destinations, you can- like to Whistler, to visit us. A business owner, yeah, like- In a heartbeat. So many things, right? And I, I just think that within itself, I mean, you're using so many talents. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, but what the hell, right? Like, but you're also crazy. the thing, the thing is, right. And I think when it comes to success and let's like bringing this back in this like whole like success umbrella is that we see successful people, right? Like worldly successful people that are doing one thing. And so we're like, oh, we got to get just really good at that one thing. But then there are some of us who are really good at wearing multiple hats, right? And we thrive on multiple hats. We thrive on it, right? It's like, it's like the air for our lungs in like a very different way. And it fuels our success, not by doing one thing, but by doing many things and inspiring other people that you can be and do whatever the hell you want. And if you want to do 10 things, you can do that too. Like totally cool. Like it's up to you. And I, I think that's so amazing. And also that must be so inspiring to the kids that you lead. Uh, I don't know how inspiring it is, but I, I do hope they take something from it. And it's something that I've been very intentional about sharing with them because I do feel passionately about it. I mean, when I was in teacher's college, truthfully, they used to tell us to hide all the other facets of who we are. It was like, you are a teacher and that is your hat. And again, this was nearly a decade ago when I went through the schooling for it, but it was like, it was a very modest perception of what a human should be. And I think, well, that's fine and dandy and great for some, for those of us who don't fit into that mold, it it feels really suffocating. And I, I think I sense the danger of preaching to children that everybody was always one way, especially as someone who didn't fit in that because I never had a chance to see role models kind of like myself growing up doing a multitude of different things. And I think had I, I might've um, just been a lot more comfortable with who I am and 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 felt a lot more, um, secure is not the right word, felt a lot more confident with the decisions that I was making. Whereas as I was doing a bunch of things growing up, like I really had to, I had people where I had to justify it to and explain myself to. And I, I, uh, I think it would have been cool to have that. So I try to be that, which I wish I had. And how awesome is that? Right. It's pretty like, neat. And, and that is inspiring. 
You, that's you? So, I got a question. Like, like that's interesting because you know what? Like my whole career, it's been also like very, I wear lots of hats and Teresa, I know maybe you have, and every, it's, my hats are changing all the time because sometimes, you know, I've had jobs as a bartender while building my business and working at a marketing company you know, making coffee, like just, you know, you do what you got to do to build your business. And sometimes it's also having a job, whatever it might be. And I was always really careful about what I said to who about what I did. And then I had this whole pivotal moment where everything I do is who I am. And it came up with a creative way to, to share that. Did you have like a pivotal moment or a straw that broke the camel's back where you decided to break that mold and wear all those, these hats at once and be open with the people in your life about the different roles you have. So the people that you are working with can be more inspired. I think, hold on, let me just try to think pivotal moment. Like, did you like maybe hear one student say something and it changed the way you know, the way you perceive or like, what was that, that inclining, like, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you are a teacher and that is all you are, but yeah. as teachers, whether you're like a, you're a specific, you're a teacher, I facilitate some marketing classes, but everything I've done in my life outside of teaching is what gives me what I have to teach gives me that experience. Yeah. So how did you decide to bl- start blending that in? I think, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we, we draw from our, our experiences in so many ways as educators and to not be able to do that is stifling. And I think I tried for a really long time when I was kind of going through the motions in the early stages of my career and it felt suffocating and I wasn't able to give myself wholeheartedly to situations um, or to discussions or to anything else. And I, like, I, you don't want to half-ass anything in life. I don't think anybody does. And it felt like I was. And so after kind of leaving one job where I was told I kind of had to, to present one side of myself and, and graduating and all these other things. I, I just kind of realized like, this is me and I'm going to live myself out loud because honestly, I don't have the energy not to. It takes up too much energy trying to be something that I'm not and trying to hide that I am. I was constantly trying to cover things up and hide things and wear certain clothes to certain environments and all these other things. And truthfully, it was through social media that I really gained the confidence because I think it was there that I was able to create this platform where I was able to give a holistic perspective of who I was. I was really able to curate how the world saw me and present it in not a confusing way, like a lot of people I think who only knew bits and pieces saw, but in a really like purposeful way. And I could really get my own message across. And once I had that platform and got the reinforcements from those around me within that world, um, the rest kind of just fell into place. Does that make sense, sort of? It does. I also think it's a beautiful flow, right? You sort of just started to allow yourself to express yourself, right? Through Mm. something. In this case, it's, you know, social media. And I think it's a beautiful platform to do exactly that, right? And I think for me, what sort of always hits home is that so many of us self-identify who we are with what we do, but it's not who, like, we're not what we do, we are who we are. And then we do all sorts of things that, that are an extension of that, you know, of that person, right. That in your case has so many beautiful things to give and you express them in a multitude of different professions and passions and, and expressions. Look at those three words all together. You're a poet too. Yeah. I I do write some poetry sometimes. (laughs) I like making poetry in my Instagram posts. 
yeah, why not? Right. Why not? Why not? Right. No, Can I think that's, I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, you know, I hope the people listening to this podcast feel inspired to, you know, really embrace all the aspects of who they are and really show up in life fully who they are. Cause that's what I'm taking away from this conversation with Ms. Hazard. I you make it. me sound so fancy. <laughs> Ma'am or Ms. Mrs. Hazard. <laughs> I actually think it's so funny when, um, I have a couple students who call me ma'am. <laughs> like, yeah. Am I a ma'am? Have I reached ma'am status? <laughs> I, this is ma'amhood now. I am, I am the ma'am. <laughs> Not the madame, but the ma'am. Anyways, right. I just think it's really important. I think a key takeaway here is don't stifle who you are. Like be who you are and show up in every aspect of your life, what, even if you are wearing multiple hats. Yeah. And you just, I think, yeah. No, no, continue. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's just really beautiful, but I'd like to hear what you have to say because you're full of all these little wisdom nuggets. I have no wisdom nuggets. I really don't. Everything that I, I am such a fabric of everybody that I've ever met. And like, I fully acknowledge and recognize it. I I stand on the shoulders of giants daily and nearly every thought that pops into my head, I can pinpoint the human that it came from within my life. So I'm just eternally humbled (laughs) that I even remember half these words. Um, but I really like, I think it, you said it and it's, it's funny how, when you start to like grow into yourself, the world starts to notice. It's like the more that you know yourself, the more people will start to know you, the more people who do, the more people will want to. And once you get to know who you really are, you'll grow into a you that you're proud of. And once you're comfortable enough to show that off, you'll find that the world will kind of start complimenting you. I love that. I think you have loads of wisdom to share, Miss Hazard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ma'am. Ash. we're gonna work on this <laughs> this will be Ma'am. ashley's takeaway from this podcast <laughs> right? you know, and all ideas are, are, are all ideas that are come from they all come from planted seeds yeah. you know um so i think yes some some other people's wisdom has you know resonated with you but you've probably put your own twist on it so i think i think these are your nuggets and you can own that I mean, like, I would never say, like, I think therefore I am like, that's not my quote, but, (laughs) but, you know, I, I take what I learn, I process it. I, you know, and then I, I share it in my own Blair way. And that's what you're doing. You're sharing it in your own way. That's what we do. Us thought leaders. Blairisms. Blairisms. But Ashley is. I love that. That's such a cool. No, no Blairisms. Manisms, if you will. Mamisms. (laughs) Mamisms. Sounds like a mammogram. (laughs) Oh, oh, I love this. I love this. So Ashley, as yes. we're wrapping up, what's a piece of advice that you would like to give people that are on their path to success that maybe are at the beginning of their journey? Is there anything, one thing, one piece of advice that you would like to give them that could help them on their way while they are defining and finding their path to success? Oh my goodness. Um, don't think I could do just one. I can probably do three if that helps. I'm really bad at narrowing things down. Um, the first would be keep in mind to set goals, but don't stick blindly to them. I think the vast majority of everything wonderful that has ever happened to me occurred not because I planned for it, but because I was willing to deviate from whatever plan that I had. Um, next one would be to produce yourself. Start right here, right now with exactly what you have. Thanks to the internet, we have so much power to promote and learn and do and just figure out what you want and figure out what it takes to get there. If you need to build a website, do that, promote yourself, get on social media and put yourself in the rooms of people who have done it before. 
most people want to help you. And if you let them, they actually will. And then the final thing would probably just be, don't forget that you're so much braver than you give yourself credit for. So often in today's society, I think we discredit that which we overcome and things that we've done or mountains we've climbed. We measure our life in milestones, brush off struggles and gloss over the once scary details, not realizing that it was in those exact moments that we showed our true strength, our resilience. And while that's, yes, my personal superpower or the only power I truthfully have, I think it's truthfully in all of us and it's a muscle that you can flex and the stronger it gets, the stronger you'll be and the more you'll be able to accomplish and overcome. And it's just something you've got in spades. So own it. I love that. I saw Blair scribbling. So I was like, Oh no, I took notes. I was curious. (laughs) Epic closing. Ashley, I think that's so amazing. You have so much wisdom and so many gifts to give the free things you just shared, right? set your goals, but don't have them be too rigid. Like don't make them all about it. Produce yourself, put yourself out there, get yourself to support. And then the third thing you said, oh my God, okay. I didn't make notes, but it was really important. Blair. You are brave. You're brave. You are oh brave. my God. Are you kidding me? You're braver than you think. I love that. That's powerful stuff. Miss Hazard. <laughs> warning, warning, Ashley Hazard. Drop some knowledge bombs, everyone. You know what? This was such a fun episode. I feel like we're going to have to have you back another time. Anytime, honestly. Yeah, I want to dive into the resilience stuff because I'm super curious about it. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this episode of Dissecting Success. Uh, We got so many knowledge bombs there. Super stoked to listen back and update my notes because, you know, I don't always take notes, but I felt very, very inspired by you. So I took some notes because I don't want to forget some of the things you're saying. Um, But I, I look forward to inspiring people with this interview. And thank you so much for coming on this episode and helping us dissect success. Thanks for having me. You guys made my night. Boom. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. 